What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the How to Vegan podcast. My name is Kristen, and welcome to another episode. If this is your first time tuning in, then welcome to your first episode. I'm super stoked you're listening. This is going to be a good one, full of so much information about eggs, y'all. Like, if you're if you're curious about anything about eggs right now, like I feel like I'm going to cover it. I did hella research for this episode, so buckle up. It's going to be a really, 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 really good one. So I hope you guys have been good. I've been, I've been good. I've been grinding. I've been staying on top of my like content output schedule that I've really been like trying to stick to, which is a podcast every other week and a YouTube video every week. And the podcast also has a YouTube video that goes along with it. All the unedited video versions have a podcast YouTube channel. It's called How to Vegan Podcast. So if you're into unedited video versions, you can always go watch me on there. Usually make a fool of myself. Um, But go subscribe if you're not subscribed yet. At least do that. That kind of helps more people see the the channel. So if you have YouTube, go subscribe. It's just How to Vegan Podcast. You'll see my, my little face as soon as you click on it and you'll know it's the right one. So anyway, that's yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. I Two weeks ago, I was going to do this episode, the What's the Deal with Eggs episode, and I just was feeling really busy. I had a lot going on, some extra stuff on top of my YouTube channel and the podcast. And I was like, I'm just not going to do a podcast episode this week. Like, I'm just going to put it off a week. I'm really proud of myself. I got one out. It wasn't like such an information heavy one. It was the last one, which was the top 10 vegan cookbooks. So But I'm really proud of myself that I got an episode out because I really want to stay consistent. But holy shit, a lot of work goes into these podcasts, you guys. Same with the YouTube videos. So I'm staying on top of it. I'm just grinding because I love you guys. And these topics are really important. And honestly, for me, when I like start to feel like a little bit, you know, discouraged or in a rut or just feeling like I don't have any motivation, I just try to think of the animals that are suffering in factory farms and just it's it just is my motivating factor is the animals even if i can help one animal not suffer even if i can help one animal live then i'm going to keep doing this and i'm that's why i'm doing this so that's what really helps me stay motivated plus i really love helping you guys and i know that by helping you guys i'm in turn helping the animals and in turn helping the environment. So it's all just one big awesome circle of love. I don't know, that sounded cheesy, but anyway. So yeah, I hope you guys have been doing good. I hope you've been staying well and healthy and I've been, yeah, I've been staying, I've been doing pretty good. I've just been really focused on putting out content and really just taking care of myself by going to the gym, eating healthy, getting outside and getting fresh air and sunshine and all that stuff, which is a job in as in and of itself, you know, on top of like watering your plants and cleaning your kitchen and doing your laundry and getting your groceries and making your food. So I've been busy, but it's a good busy and I really like feel blessed. I really wouldn't want, really wouldn't want it any other way. I love doing this. So that's my intro for today. I guess just what's up guys. Here's my life. <laughs> um, so like I said, today's episode is going to be all about eggs and I'm really excited to share this information with you guys. A lot of it, you know, I knew, but then some of it was new to me too. I really spent the last really month putting together all the information for this episode for you guys. So it took a lot of, you know, research and just 
all of that stuff. I like I, I think I said a couple episodes ago, I kind of feel like I'm in college again, where I'm like spending hours upon hours doing research, putting it together, refining the outline, adding things, changing things, research, re, like going over it, um, practicing. So and then actually like presenting it, which is the actual podcast that you're listening to or watching right now. So, um, but I always really liked school, so I really don't mind. I love researching. So this has been so helpful for me too. And now when someone's like, Hey, why don't vegans eat eggs? I have like an in-depth answer and I can answer pretty much any question that anybody asks. So this is ending up helping me as well. And you guys too, because this episode was actually requested by someone. They like slid into my DMS on my how to vegan podcast, Instagram account, which if you're not following that account, please go do that. Please go type in how to vegan podcast on Instagram and just hit that little follow button. I don't post a ton, mostly because I'm only doing one episode every two weeks, so two a month. But eventually, once I get a little virtual assistant, which hopefully will be soon, I'm going to be posting more regularly there. But anytime I have a new episode or anything that's relevant or anything like that, I post on there. So go, go follow that. Go share that account. Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and share it on your Instagram account and tag How to Vegan Podcast, tag me, Kristen Pound. It's just Kristen.pound. Yeah. Go find that how to go find the How to Vegan Podcast Instagram account. It's fairly new. I'm trying to get it out there. So help me. Help me get it out there. If this is your first time tuning into the How to Vegan Podcast, then make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast listening platform. So whether that's iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube the list goes on. Oh, it's on Google Play now. Go subscribe. Go follow. Help your girl out. Make sure you are notified when new episodes happen. And if you ever just need like a jumping off point and can't remember where to go, you're like, I heard this podcast. I don't remember where to go. Just head to my website, kristenpound.com and click on the podcast tab. You'll find everything you need there. Or you can just head straight there by typing in kristenpound.com forward slash podcast. And it's K-R-I-S-T-E-N not I-N. Even though it sounds like it should be I-N, my parents went with the good old E-N. And if you'd like to support the podcast for completely free, then please click on the little Amazon link in the description slash show notes anytime you shop on Amazon and they'll kick me back just a small little percentage of whatever you buy really helps me out super free for you guys, which is cool. And if you really, really, really love the podcast, then please head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a little rating and a review. And again, don't forget to share this episode with any of your peeps who might be interested in this information that I have lovingly put together for you today. You know, if anybody's like, hey, why don't vegans eat eggs? Or, you know, I don't get why you don't eat eggs or why not backyard eggs? Be like, hey, Kristen Pound has a podcast episode all about it. It's called How to Vegan go listen to it, share the episode with them because there's, like I said, some really, really awesome information in this episode and sharing these episodes and sharing just vegan information in general is awesome. Like I always say, the ripple effect is real. It starts small and it ripples out and it ripples out and it ripples out. And then eventually change has happened. Big change has happened. And it started small with maybe just me and you. So share the love. Don't think that it's not reaching anybody because it is. Alrighty, now let's get into today's topic. What's the deal with eggs? So in today's episode, we're going to cover the health, 
the ethical and the environmental implications of eating eggs. I'm also going to chat about cage-free and free-range eggs, as well as the ever-so-popular question, aren't backyard eggs totally okay, though? I don't get why vegans don't eat backyard eggs. And then I'll wrap up the episode with some awesome egg replacement and egg substitute ideas for you as well. And just a warning, just a heads up, there is going to be some like sensitive and possibly triggering content in this episode. That's just the nature of eggs. So um, yeah, to put it bluntly, there, there is some sensitive content in this episode, just a heads up. And FYI, I just wanted to put this in there. I am definitely not trying to shame anyone into going vegan with this episode or any other episode for that matter. It's, it's just, I'm just trying to educate you. And, and this is kind of this, what's the deal with series. I have an episode called, called what's the deal with palm oil. And it's kind of the same thing. I, I just want to give you guys the information and put it out there and then you guys can make your own decisions. I'm not saying don't do this or do this. Although clearly my opinion is don't eat eggs and we're going to find out why, but your life is up to you. Your choices are up to you. This is just so that you can have all of the information and then you can do with it what you want. So this is not like a shaming episode. I don't want, none of them are. I don't want you guys to be listening to this and being like, oh my God, she's making me feel so bad. And oh, now I, you know, yeah, this stuff might make you feel bad and might might make you want to take some action and make a change, but it's not in like a shameful way at all. I'm a super sensitive, emotional person. So some of the stuff about like the animal cruelty and stuff really gets to me, but in no way am I trying to shame anyone into going vegan. I'm trying to encourage you, if anything, and teach you about it and show you why it's so amazing. But this isn't like any any type of shaming. And I just wanted to put that out there just in case anyone's kind of feeling like, wow, I really, you know, now I have to because of everything she just told me. Like, that's not, that's not what this is. So anyway, I just wanted to give those little like warnings, I guess, like, like pre-episode FYIs is what we'll call them. (laughs) Okay. So before I kind of dive into eggs, um, I really want to talk about just a basic kind of overview of what vegan is like what the word vegan means and what veganism is. And I just think that even if you already know, chill, but for those of you, I mean, this might be your first episode you're tuning into and maybe you're like, oh, I want to go vegan, but what about eggs? So let's just kind of like lay the groundwork so we're all on the same page. So the definition of the word vegan is a person who does not eat or use any animal products. And the definition of the word veganism is a way of life which seeks to exclude as far as possible and practical all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose. So it is a diet, but it is, it is, it does extend to lifestyle as well. So vegans typically don't eat clearly like meat, dairy, eggs, honey, but they also generally don't wear leather, fur, wool, or silk, and are typically against things like rodeos, animal testing, circuses, horseback riding, horse racing, dog race. I mean, anything that abuses animals and is unnecessary, then vegans generally try not to support that at all. So do vegans eat eggs? The simple answer is no. You might've guessed by how many times I've probably said that so far. No, vegans don't eat eggs. Bottom line, the egg industry objectifies, harms, and kills animals. And avoiding and not supporting this kind of exploitation is exactly what veganism is about. 
And just an FYI, because this number was really staggering for me, around 220 million eggs are consumed each day in the United States alone. 220 million eggs in the United States each day alone. That's over 6 billion eggs per month in the United States alone. Holy fuck, that is so many eggs. So it's super important that you educate yourself on this popular product. I'm doing air quotes if you're not watching the video. I guess it is a product. Um, It's not food. It's a product. I don't know why I'm still doing air quotes then. Um, Especially when, when the side effects of these said products are extremely harmful. So it's... I. There's so many eggs being produced. That number is so staggering. Six billion eggs per month are being consumed. And I just think that with something like that, it's important to educate yourself so you know where where this stuff is coming from. And then you can, again, make a decision on whether you want to consume them and be a part of the production of eggs or not. So we're going to start with the ethical implications of eating eggs, aka what actually happens to the chickens during the production of eggs. Many people think that the production of eggs isn't harmful to chickens at all. You know, I think I thought that for sure before I went vegan. I was like, oh, eggs, they just squirt out a little egg and you eat it. It doesn't hurt the chicken at all, but they're wrong. Let's find out why. Well, first of all, most eggs that people eat come from farmed chickens. So they're not just like your natural roaming around chickens. They're farmed chickens. And farmed chickens are kept in absolutely awful conditions before they're eventually sent off to slaughter at a very young age. They'll spend every hour of every day standing in cramped, uncomfortable sheds in which the light is often altered unnaturally in order to manipulate the chickens into laying eggs more frequently because they normally lay eggs in the morning time, but if they don't know when morning time is, they produce more eggs. Hens never see the sunlight and they never see the dark either. They are kept in barns with no windows, but there are always artificial lights on. Again, this confuses the hen's natural cycle, resulting in them laying even more eggs. Most hens in the United States are kept in what are called battery cages, which are huge windowless sheds housing thousands of hens who are crammed four or five at a time into these teeny small wire cages that are then like stacked on top of each other in rows, kind of like a battery, like an army, you know, kind of like rows upon rows stacked in neat line. And the majority of egg laying hens in the U.S. are in these battery cages, despite them being banned in some states like California and Michigan. They're actually like banned because they're so absolutely awful. And in the EU, battery cages are actually banned in favor of enriched cages though these only provide just like a little bit more space than your standard battery cages. It's profitable to cram as many hens, chickens as possible in there that you can. It's going to get you more money. So that's why that's why this has happened like this. And some farms are even known to break the ban, the battery cage ban, and still use older, smaller cages. I mean, if there's no one coming to check out your shit and you can make more money doing it, then a lot of people are probably going to try to push, push that and do that. They're so crammed in there. You guys, the chickens, the chickens, chickens, like the, what the animal is called and a hen is a female chicken. So I'm going to use those terms interchangeably, just an FYI, but they're so crammed in there that they 
literally don't even have enough room to expand one single wing. They're given typically per chicken, like the size of like an iPad to give you some perspective. So, I mean, they can't even extend their wings at all. They're just shoved in there with these other birds. And they're fed really unnatural diets and they're pumped full of antibiotics. I mean, when you're crammed in there like that around all of these other animals, you there there's going to be a need for antibiotics so that you don't get sick, so you actually live to produce these eggs. And the birds are crammed so closely together that although they're normally clean animals, they're forced to urinate and defecate all over each other because their cages, again, are just kind of stacked, which can lead to disease, which is why, again, they're pumped full of so many antibiotics. When they're babies, hens will get the tips of their beaks cut off, which is done with like a hot blade without a painkiller. And this is a procedure that's kind of comparable to a human being amputated. And this is so that they don't harm themselves or each other, which is super common for animals under severe stress. Chickens aren't normally like this, but when you put them in these conditions, they are under such stress that they will try to harm themselves and harm each other. So to avoid that, they just sear off their beaks and it's, it's apparently agonizingly painful again to like getting amputated without a painkiller. Many birds actually just die of shock right there on the spot of the procedure because it is so painful. And in the wild, this is kind of crazy, in the wild, hens would lay about 10 to 15 eggs per year. That's like typical, 10 to 15 eggs per year per hen, just natural doing your thing. But in these factory farms, hens produce around 300 eggs per year. So way more than their bodies are even made to do. Because more eggs mean more profits for farmers who usually then retire the hens to slaughterhouse around age 18 months. Only 18 months and then they're sent to slaughterhouse because they don't, you know, they're so worn out and tired that they're not really producing anymore. So they're like, kill these ones. Let's get some fresh ones in here. And the natural lifespan of a chicken is 8 to 10 years, which means that they're barely teenagers when they're killed, again, around like 18 months but to be honest, many birds don't even make it that far. The strain of egg laying and the absolutely horrible living conditions on both battery, cage-free, free-range farms, they, they cause disease, irreparable injury, and even premature death. Surviving birds are often forced to just like live with their dead and dying cage mates, and they're just usually left there to rot because there's so many of them in these battery cages. If you guys have seen pictures, it is so awful. It is so, so, so awful. I highly recommend watching Earthlings or Dominion. I know you can watch Earthlings on Netflix and Dominion is free, I believe, on YouTube, at least as of now or as I last remembered. Um, they're so crammed in there that if someone dies or, you know, one of the chickens is dead or injured, you're not, even, no one's even going to notice because there's so many birds crammed in there. So they're really just laying there to rot while these other birds are around them and it's it's really, really, really awful, you guys. Like this stuff, it's really hard for me to actually like keep my composure while I'm talking about this stuff. Normally, even just seeing these videos or hearing about this stuff makes me so extremely emotional. But like I said, I've been doing this research for about a month and maybe that made me a little bit desensitized to the stuff that I'm saying right now, but it's so awful. Like 
I, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please just do some research, look up battery, you know, battery cages and look up how eggs are produced and what happens to these animals. Because you, I have a feeling you will be really shocked and you might not want to have anything to do with it. That's how I felt when I first found out. So another reason that vegans also avoid eating eggs is because the industry that produces them has absolutely no use for male chicks. So many of them, millions of them, actually, are gassed upon hatching every single year. I mean, if you think about it, there's no use for a male chick in the egg industry. So they just kill them right after they're born. And this is because I know a lot of people are like, why don't they raise them as like regular chickens for meat? The, the breeds that are used in the egg industry really don't provide much meat. That's not what they're bred for. So they, they literally just get killed right after they're born. That alone right there should make people not want to participate in this. Just killed for absolutely no reason, not even used at all, just because they're not of any use. And if they're not gassed, male chicks are often put onto a conveyor belt, which leads to a machine that grounds them up alive. Imagine just like a big old blender with a huge blade slicing up baby chicks. That's what it is. It's called a macerator. And they also use other methods called spine snapping, where... Pressure is applied to the neck to dislocate the spinal column from the skull or the brain. And in recent years, electrocution has been introduced. It's actually cheaper and more reliable than asphyxiation and neck breaking, but it's just as cruel. And this equates to 200 million, yes, 200 million male chicks being killed every year in the United States alone. 200 million animals' lives are being taken away. This isn't even including the actual hens that are being used for the eggs. These are just 200 million babies that are just killed immediately because they're just of no use. I just, that's so many souls, so many living beings that want to live just as much as you and just as much as me, and they just don't even have a chance. Imagine if that happened to your baby, just just taken away from you and ground up alive because they're of no use to people. I, it's... It's really, 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 really awful. And guess what? Someone has to birth all these chickens in the first place. And they have these things called breeder hens. And they're, that's, what's, that's what they use. That's what's required to produce the next generation of egg layers. And these breeder hens, because they're, again, constantly like making babies and making babies, they are similarly slaughtered after about a year due to just complete exhaustion. It's not natural for these animals to be living like this at all. So they're just really tired, their bodies are worn out, and they just, they're sent to the slaughterhouse. And speaking of the slaughterhouse, during transportation to the slaughterhouse, chickens are just stuffed into crates. I mean, at this point, they're just like, these things are fucking dead. Just who cares anymore about these things? So they're literally just stuffed, kicked, stuffed into crates. They suffer broken legs, broken wings, lacerations, they are dehydrated, they suffer from heat stroke, hypothermia, and even heart failure sometimes. Millions of these chickens slash hens die before they even reach the slaughterhouse. Just die because the conditions are so horrible. And when she finally arrives at the slaughterhouse, she's strapped in a vice and her head is either severed or snapped. And the videos of these are, this is making me emotional, absolutely awful, just grabbed by their feet, hung upside down, and their necks are either broken or they're just slashed and they're just left to bleed out. After literally just producing eggs 
hundreds of eggs a year for people to eat for no reason and then they're just treated that way I just cannot I, I try to put myself in place of these animals and just cannot imagine how scared and how awful a life like that would actually be I just can't I just really 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 can't imagine it um, most of these birds are still conscious when their throats are slit or when they're plunged, plunged into the scalding tank for feather removal. They don't like give them anesthesia or knock them out a little bit. They're just fully conscious, just alive and just killed. It's, it's really bad. After a lifetime of abuse, their bodies are so wasted and just completely emaciated that they can only be used in soups or as pet food. So it's not even like good quality meat at all. So they're just kind of pretty much discarded. So before eating eggs, please consider that animals feel parallel levels of stress and pain to that of humans. And chickens are definitely no exception. Chickens develop complex social structures and they maintain close relationships with their friends and their family members not unlike humans. People who live with chickens say that they actually love to like curl up in their lap, snuggle with them in their bed, like sit next to them when they're reading. Like they, they act like a cat. They, the videos I've seen of them, they remind me of like little pets, like a cat or a little puppy. According to recent scientific studies, newborn chicks are more intelligent, alert, and aware of their environment than human toddlers. In fact, many traits that were previously thought to be exclusive to human communication, cognition, and social behavior have now been discovered in chickens. They can even feel each other's pain. They show like a clear physiological and behavioral response when their chicks or their family members or their friends are even mildly distressed. And they also possess underestimated cognitive complexity and they have like distinct personalities and they again have like social relationships. They remember humans. They remember each other. They're smart animals. They're not dumb. Like they're smart. They know what's going on. They are conscious. They're alive. They're aware. They want to live. And we're just murdering them by the millions for absolutely no reason. I could see where if it's like we need these eggs for survival. We don't. And they're actually really, really bad for us. So bottom line, if you don't like or support the meat industry, then you have to step away from dairy and eggs as well, because they're pretty much just one in the same. Okay. So we know that eggs are unethical at this point. I mean, there's, it's really, really unethical to treat any living being that way. But what about health-wise? Are eggs really bad for you? Are they good for you? There's so much conflicting information out there that this is something that took a hot minute to research and just really took some time to like dive into and, and get around because, oh man, the conflicting research about eggs out there is out of control. So before we start talking about the health implications of eating eggs, just a reminder for those of you who like haven't made the connection, when you eat an egg, you're essentially eating a part of the female reproductive cycle. So Eggs do offer some health benefits. Like if I were to say, no, there's no health benefits to eating eggs at all, I would be lying. They're a decent source of protein and iron. They're not even a great source of that compared to other things. But they also come with lots of health risks, partly due to their high saturated fat and cholesterol levels, which can raise one's risk of heart disease. So although there are some health benefits, the, the risks are just far outweigh any potential benefits that could even be there. So bottom line, eggs really are not that healthy for humans at all. And even our government knows eggs aren't healthy. It's why the American Egg Board 
can't legally claim the eggs are any of these things. Nutritious, low fat, part of a balanced diet, low calorie, a protein rich food, healthful, healthy, good for you, part of a well-balanced diet, or even safe. You cannot use any of those words or statements or phrases to advertise eggs or talk about eggs at all. It's completely illegal because eggs are not any of those things. So the outcome has been that eggs are now advertised as can reduce hunger or that they're nutrient dense because there's actually no legal definition for nutrient dense. Like, fuck, you could say anything is nutrient dense and get away with it. So like I said, eggs contain saturated fat and cholesterol, both of which are linked to heart disease. Eggs are about 70% fat and a high percentage of that is saturated fat. And saturated fat leads to higher cholesterol levels and it just it increases your risk for those long-term chronic diseases, especially heart disease and diabetes, among other chronic illnesses. Like all animal products, eggs contain zero dietary fiber, which most people could use a lot more of. I think like 90% of Americans aren't getting enough fiber, if not more than that. The biggest problem, though, is the huge load of cholesterol. So there's 213 milligrams of cholesterol on average in an average-sized egg. Any dietary cholesterol really is too much cholesterol for us because our bodies produce all the cholesterol we need. It's a vital nutrient. That's why our bodies make it. So doctors used to recommend that you consume no more than 300 milligrams of dietary cholesterol per day and just 200 milligrams if you have a high risk of heart disease. But in 2015, those guidelines changed to say eat as little dietary cholesterol as possible, but there are no specific limits. So they kind of change it to just be like, don't, this isn't safe. Don't do this. Where it used to be, you can consume up to 200. Now it's pretty much like, don't consume it. Our bodies produce all that we need. There's really no reason. And it's elevating health risks. Because egg yolks are completely loaded with cholesterol, eating one egg per day is just as bad for you as smoking five cigarettes per day. It's just as bad for your heart as smoking five cigarettes a day. The plaque buildup, all of that stuff. It is, it's awful. One egg equal to five cigarettes, mind-blowing. And there's a lot of studies, studies out there that prove these things. But aren't eggs a good source of protein? What about egg whites? Like, should you even skip those like I know like most people know like the yolk is not good you see people try to be healthy um making recipes and they like leave out the yolks or whatever well what about the egg whites should you skip those yeah because they are essentially a hundred percent animal protein and most people are getting way more than enough protein than they actually need usually around double and eating something that is essentially just protein is not good. Excess protein, especially animal protein, places an extra burden on your liver, your kidneys, and your metabolism and can be toxic to your body. Egg whites are also high in the sulfur-containing amino acid methionine. It gets metabolized into homocysteine, which is a risk factor that is associated with, again, heart attacks, stroke, Alzheimer's, and depression. So that's the sulfur-containing amino acid that is in egg whites. And to make matters worse, the sulfur actually feeds cancerous tumors. In addition to other chronic diseases, egg consumption can increase the risk for developing cancer, which, fuck cancer, right? I mean, everybody's like, fuck cancer. 
then stop eating eggs. <laughs> According to a 1992 analysis published in the International Journal of Cancer, people who consume just one and a half eggs per week were found to have nearly five times the risk of colon cancer compared with those who consumed hardly any, which is like fewer than 11 per year. And in 2011, the National Institutes of Health could show that men who ate two and a half eggs per week increased their risk for a deadly form of prostate cancer by more than 80%. Just staggering numbers. I mean, even if these numbers were smaller, it'd just be like, well, then I don't want to consume that anymore. I don't want to increase my risk for any of these things. So always make sure to look deeper into the studies you're reading, who funded the study, that stuff can be extremely misleading in the egg board and the egg industry is really good at putting out misleading studies. So lots of studies about eggs say that they're not bad for you. I mean, literally, if you type in are eggs good for you, you will find so many articles just talking about how good eggs are for you, how they're good, this, 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 this. Like there, there are actually studies that say that eggs don't increase your cholesterol, for example. And these studies are actually usually funded by organizations like the American Egg Board. So go find the study, see who funded the study, and that can really be eye-opening because a lot of times you're like, oh, well, there are these studies. It says that the, the eggs don't really raise your cholesterol. But when you go to look how they conducted these studies, who funded these studies, the stuff they do to get the answers they want is fucked up, but they get the answers they want. And then they put these studies out and it just is so misleading. In fact, out of six studies in the medical literature that fail to demonstrate a significant blood cholesterol level with the consumption of whole eggs, three of those studies, so three of the studies that say that eggs don't really raise your cholesterol, three of them were paid by the American Egg Board, one by the Missouri Egg Merchandising Council, and one by the egg program of the California Department of Agriculture. And support for the sixth paper was not identified, so... That should kind of give you an idea. And one of the reasons that the egg industry isn't even allowed to market their products as safe is because more than 100,000 Americans are poisoned by salmonella each year from eggs. And all animal products accumulate the toxins from herbicides and the pesticides that they've eaten over the course of their lives, which means that animal products, including eggs, have a higher concentration of these harmful chemicals. So you're getting lots of herbicides, pesticides, antibiotics, cholesterol, saturated fat, not good for you. <laughs> and like I said, I know there is a lot of conflicting information out there as there is with all nutritional science, but keep in mind that these companies will literally do anything to make sure that you buy their products. They are in it to make money. They don't give a shit about your well-being. So keep that in mind. If you see a study, if you see something on the front of an egg thing that's like, this is good for you. First of all, they can't really say that legally at all. And and just remember, they're trying to make money. This is another thing that kind of really just, I didn't even realize, but that is clearly obviously happening. In 2015, the egg industry paid food bloggers as much as $2,500 each in order to write online recipes or articles about the benefits of eggs, really just like repeating these key messages that they were supposed to use. And that, like when I typed in, are eggs good for you or benefits of eggs? So many food bloggers have articles about this, and I guarantee a lot of them were paid to write this stuff. And, and, and you might not know that when you're reading an article by your favorite food blogger saying that eggs are good for you. You might not know that they were actually paid to say this stuff. That actually isn't even true. So with every food we consume, we're getting the whole package, not just a few individual nutrients. So even though it might be the case that eggs have some beneficial vitamins or minerals or nutrients... 
the harmful components far outweigh them. And those like beneficial components you can totally get without eating eggs. So again, unnecessary. I'm going to end this like health implication section talking about this new report. So a new report, and by new, I mean it was published this year, aka 2019, in the Journal of American Medical Association, found that eating even a small amounts of eggs daily significantly raised the risk for both cardiovascular disease and premature death from all causes in nearly 30,000 participants. And the more eggs they ate, the higher their risk for coronary heart disease, stroke, and heart failure. So that that study, that report was published this year in the Journal of American Medical Association, really showing how awful eggs are for you. So now that we've gone over some of the ethical implications of eating eggs, and now, you know, we know how horrible they are for your body, let's talk about for a second the environmental implications. The environmental implications are, again, not great. Like any other animal product, the production of eggs leaves a heavy footprint on the planet. To produce a dozen eggs, just 12 eggs, around four pounds of feed, 630 gallons of water, and a discomforting amount of antibiotics are required. So assuming that the average full bathtub takes like 36 gallons, to produce 12 eggs, it would be the equivalent of taking like 18 baths. That's how much water, 18 baths full. That's how much water is used just to produce a dozen eggs. So keep that in mind next time you want to go buy some eggs. These aren't necessary. These are harming my body. These are harming the animals. And it's taking up so much water to produce. So much feed, so much land. The soil is becoming toxic. Their feces and everything are are going into the ground and into the groundwater. It's just a very toxic situation. And it's just not healthy for the environment. In contrast, vegan and vegetarian foods offer a drastically smaller eco-footprint. In fact, going vegan is the single biggest thing that you can do to reduce your impact on the planet. So what about free-range and cage-free chickens and eggs? Well, to be honest, these labels are pretty much just complete myths. Don't let the words free-range or cage-free convince you of anything. It's mostly just a marketing scheme. Fucking marketing schemes. (laughs) Like, you know, same thing like you need your meat to get your protein and... The dairy industry has convinced us that we have to drink milk to get our calcium or else our bones are going to snap in our body, which again is a complete lie. These are complete lies made up to make money without our well-being in mind at all. In fact, they're making us sick so they can make money. So again, these like free range, cage free, it's mostly just a marketing scheme. So the cage free label is in fact little more than another industry ploy to just pretend that eggs are something other than inhumane and unhealthy. Cage-free operations allow producers to confine thousands of birds inside crowded sheds, and free-range chickens only have to have potential access to a small outdoor area for part of the day. And, And then they're just forced back inside into the crowded and confined sheds. And free-range chickens are born under the same awful conditions as caged hens or battery caged hens. They're still de-beaked so that they can't peck at each other. And they're still kept in dirty ass conditions. They're not able to see the sun much, if at all. So they're free range, but they're just crammed into these sheds and they don't have any light and they're still de-beaked and they're just treated the same. They just have, they're not crammed in a cage. They're allowed to wander around, but with 
thousands of other animals, some of them dead, some of them dying, some of them rotting. Not a good pretty picture. If you see the pictures of these, you know, so-called free range or cage-free operations, you'll know what I'm talking about because it, these words paint a pretty picture. It sounds, oh, cage-free and free range and I'm making sure they're organic and all this stuff. But like, if you really do your research and look into it, it is no better. If only maybe a smidge better, teeny, teeny, teeny bit, maybe than battery cages. And even though they may be given relatively more room than chickens raised in battery cages, they're still usually just like stacked tier upon tier upon tier. And just because they're given access to the outdoors doesn't mean they get it. Again, they have to have like have access and for part of the day, but it doesn't mean they get it. It's so damn confined in those sheds that it's hard to even move around at all, let alone fight for the opportunity to go outside for a hot second. And when yard time is over, it's just back inside the indoor pen where hens are squashed into unnatural conditions and forced to constantly fight for space to move. The only notable key difference is that free-range hens aren't in cages, but they're still just crammed in there. They can move around, but they're so crammed in there. So there's, that's the only like notable key difference. Other than that, they're still treated just the same, horribly, 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 horribly. After 18 months, the chickens are typically taken to slaughter, just like in battery cage operations. There's no luxury slaughterhouse for free-range or cage-free chickens. They're taken to the same exact slaughterhouses as caged hens. The same ones where they just grab them by their feet, hang them up by their feet, and slice their throat. So who cares if you lived a good life? You're still murdered. You're still being completely murdered in a horrible, horrible way. So maybe you were allowed to go outside once a week for five seconds. That doesn't mean you led a great life and you're still being killed way too early. Way, way, way too early. And the hen who laid almost every egg you've ever eaten almost certainly lost her life in a slaughterhouse, whether the egg was free range or not. So just keep that in mind when you see free range, cage free, that chicken died in a slaughterhouse or is going to die in a slaughterhouse. So you're still supporting, you're still supporting all of that. Well, what about backyard eggs? This is something that I think number one question that people are just like, when they're talking about eggs, vegans can get stumped on this because it's, unless you do your research and unless you kind of have your position on it and your ideas about it, it can get confusing. I remember when I first went vegan, some of my parents like next door neighbors at the time had backyard eggs and I like couldn't really come up with like a well-articulated reason as to why they shouldn't be consuming these eggs. So doing your own research and really kind of educating yourself on this is so important because to be honest, the ethical issue with confinement and exploitation isn't really solved just because chickens are being kept in smaller numbers in your own personal backyard. Even in these ultimately rare small-scale production systems, hens are still just treated as commodities with no say over the use of their bodies. There's no ethical way to run an egg business because it requires interfering with the bird's natural cycle of birth, reproduction, and death. Remember, like back in the day, chickens only used to lay like a handful of eggs a year, like 10. They would never lay more than that in an entire year, 10 to 15. Now, most backyard chickens are laying around 10 eggs a week. And the more we take from them, the more they lay, which is really, really hard on their bodies. That's not natural. Hens in their natural environment only lay eggs until their nest is full. So if someone just keeps taking the eggs out of their nest, they feel the need to lay more, which again is just hard on their bodies and not natural. 
Some hens even mourn the loss of their eggs, so they lay their eggs and then someone takes them from them. Imagine if someone did that to you, something that came out of your body that was yours and someone just comes up to you and takes it away and you never even know what happened to it. That's what happens with babies in the dairy industry and baby male chicks in the egg industry, just ripped away from their mothers. Like I cannot even imagine. And some hens will do this with their eggs. They will actually mourn the loss of their eggs and feel really, really sad. I personally don't want any animals to feel sad or upset for no reason. So this pisses me off and really bums me out. And many hens will actually pick at and eat their own eggs to replace all the nutrients lost while producing it. This is like a super common thing. So they're just left there. And a lot of times they'll just pick at their eggs and eat the nutrients out of there. The absolute best thing to do with your backyard eggs is to feed them back to the hens. They actually love it. And if it were up to me, like if, you know, if it were up to me, bottom line, like, hey, you know, this... I've got these backyard eggs. They're, you know, maybe they only lay their 10 eggs a year and I have 10 of them a year. Just knowing how unhealthy eggs are for the human body, just knowing everything that we just talked about, like how high in cholesterol, saturated saturated fat, how they just raise your risk for heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, cancer, all of that stuff that nobody wants and all of these main leading killers. If I can avoid that by not eating something as simple as an egg, that I don't need at all, then then why wouldn't I? So just knowing how unhealthy they are for my body, I would definitely avoid eating eggs in any form, even if they came from a backyard chicken. But for me, it's more so about the ethical side of things. I don't think it's right to take something from an animal that isn't that isn't ours. And I don't think it's right to interfere with their natural cycle of birth, reproduction, and death. I just don't feel deep down inside, like that's right. Again, if it was like necessary for me to survive, I would rethink that. But it's completely unnecessary and it's really unhealthy. So me, no, I'm good on backyard eggs. I don't really want anything to do with them. I don't like seeing chickens all cooped up. I just, it's, it just makes me, it just makes me sad. So if you have backyard chickens that really don't want to eat their own eggs, give them a way to someone who would otherwise buy eggs at the store in order to reduce at least some harm. So this tip is kind of like for people maybe who have backyard chickens and are producing backyard eggs and maybe now realizing I don't want to do this anymore. Reduce the amount you're eating, give them away, um, take care of your chickens and hens until they die naturally. A lot of people, once they stop producing eggs, will just be like, these things are useless. I don't want to take care of these. And maybe they get sick and there's vet bills. Most people will just put them to sleep. So think about it long-term. Think about, you know, does this really feel right for you? And do you even want to be consuming eggs in the first place? So again, bottom line for me is the eggs are just not ours for the taking. Let the hen keep what is rightfully hers and let her decide what she wants to do with her eggs. It's kind of like the pro-choice thing. Like, let me decide what I want to do with my body. I don't want other people deciding what is done to my body, my reproductive system. Just like a hen does not want somebody else deciding what is done to hers. So those are the reasons that I don't eat eggs. Hopefully you guys are kind of seeing that it's just really unnecessary and really bad for a lot of reasons. And so if you're one of those people that, you know, maybe you already don't eat eggs and didn't know all of this information, maybe all of this is new to you and you're like, oh my God, I cannot do this anymore. And if you're wanting more information, just go, you know, watch some documentaries, watch Dominion, watch Earthlings, 
Forks Over Knives, What the Health. I've got a list in the show notes of good documentaries to watch. Um, but maybe you're considering stopping eating eggs. And again, I would I would encourage that if that feels like something that is resonating with you. So if that if that is something that is resonating with you and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore, I have some egg replacement and egg substitute ideas for you because eggs can definitely be one of the harder things to replace in non-vegan recipes. And when you're trying to substitute them out and make the recipe vegan, it can be kind of difficult, especially because eggs act in different ways in depending on what the recipe calls for, but it is totally doable. You might just have to do a little bit of like research and maybe a little bit of like trial and error to find which egg substitute works best for which recipe. Again, because eggs work in lots of different ways depending on the recipe. So if you're looking for something easy and store-bought, there are definitely options like Follow Your Heart. They make this like vegan egg and it's a, it comes in, it looks like an egg crate thing, like an actual egg carton, but it's powdered it's powder in there and it's like there's 10 to 12 egg replacements in each pack and it's made from soy it's gluten-free and the vegan egg can be used in cooking like for baked goods and you can also make like egg centered dishes like omelets mayo quiches and french toast so that's the follow your heart vegan egg it's like a powder and then just the company just who makes like just mayo just ranch all that awesome shit came out recently, fairly recently, I think last year, maybe the year before, with this product called Vegan Egg. And it's like a vegan scrambled egg liquid that is supposed to scramble and taste just like chicken eggs. And it's perfect for French toast, fried rice, and breakfast burritos. It's made with protein-packed mung beans and turmeric. And like I said, just they also produce like the vegan ranch and stuff like that. So if you're into their products and you like their mayonnaise or their ranch or their dressings, you might want to try this vegan egg out. I don't think I've ever tried this specific vegan egg. I've had the just, or I've had the follow your heart vegan egg and I thought it was weird. Um, So I don't know about this just vegan egg. I would rather use like whole food forms, but if you've tried any like really good vegan egg substitute stuff that you can buy at the store, come find this episode either on YouTube or on the Instagram account, How to Vegan Podcast, and come let me know like, oh my God, this egg substitute is amazing or don't try this one. It tastes like shit because I, these things are kind of expensive. And so I usually just hold off and don't buy them until I know what everybody else thinks. And then even then I'm like, eh, I'll just eat what I normally eat. But there are some really awesome products out there that you can buy in the store. I've seen a few other products similar to these, one called like Scramblet and one called the Veg, V-E-G-G. Um, maybe I should do an episode just like about vegan egg replacers and how to use them and stuff, because I feel like I could go way in depth about this, but I don't want to, um, this episode's, I don't want it to be just hours long. (laughs) Um, but that's actually a good idea for some, like for some future episodes or some good, like substitutions. You know, a lot of people are wondering what's the best meat substitution or what's the best sour cream and cheese and stuff like that. So maybe I'll do an episode about that. If you want that, let me know. But if you want to go the more like whole foods route, then you have options too. So what I use usually for like an egg substitute, if I'm making like a scramble is tofu, you can make amazing tofu scrambles. Oh my God, you guys like amazing tofu scrambles. You can also use chickpea flour. Casey uses chickpea flour all the time to make like vegan omelets. You kind of mix chickpea flour with some seasonings and spices and you can make this amazing omelet with it. Like, oh my God, amazing. They're called Soka, S-O-C-C-A, if you want to look it up. They're vegan, they're gluten-free, healthy, full of protein, really, really good. You can also use cauliflower and make like a cauliflower out of that if you're not wanting to do any 
um, soy. So I've done this before. I should put this recipe up on my website. It's really, really good. Um, it's like a vegan cauliflower or wait, Mediterranean overnight cauliflower scramble. It's like Mediterranean flavors. You crumble up the cauliflower. Oh, so good. And it's like similar to eggs and it's whole food. You can also use chickpeas, kind of make like a chickpea scramble, mash up your chickpeas a little bit, stir in your seasonings, heat that up more like kind of whole food way of kind of having like an egg substitute in the morning. If you're used to that, you can even add a little bit of black salt or it's called kala namak. And that gives things kind of like a sulfury eggy texture. So if you're looking for that in your dishes, buy some of that and add just a little bit for baking. You also have options. There's so many options for baking. And again, it just depends on what you're making. And I hardly ever bake. So I'm not the best at knowing what works best for what. But I know that you can totally make flax eggs just by mixing like three tablespoons of water and a tablespoon of ground up flax seeds and letting it sit for a minute and it gets all gelatinized. Um, gelatinized? Is that even a word? Gelatinous? Um, uh, you can also do the same thing with chia seeds. Make like a chia egg. Aquafaba is a thing now, uh, pretty much like the chickpea juice out of a can. You whip that up in your like hand mixer or in your KitchenAid mixer and it makes like meringues or you can also use this aquafaba, the chickpea juice in baked goods too and it works really well. You can use baking soda and vinegar in place of eggs. This is what people used to do I think back during like World War One, World War Two, when eggs were kind of short. You can just combine baking soda and vinegar in your baked baking recipes and that sometimes works. Silk and tofu, arrowroot powder, applesauce, mashed banana, avocado, pumpkin. There's so many different ideas and different different substitutions for eggs that are clearly much healthier, much better for the environment and much better for the animals. So there's options out there. You just might have to experiment with what, what works best for you. But yeah, maybe I'll do, maybe I'll do an episode on like the best vegan substitutions or something like that. Again, if you guys want that, come find me on social media and let me know because I like hearing your suggestions. Again, this was like somebody literally like messaged me on Instagram and was like, I really would love if you did an episode about eggs. It just would be really helpful. I don't know what to say when people ask me about it. And now look, I'm doing it just for you. Whoever that was that asked, I forgot what your name was, but this is for you. (laughs) So I hope you guys liked this episode. I hope this was helpful for you guys. As as with every episode I create, I hope you guys like this. I hope this was helpful. I hope you found good quality information in here that hopefully maybe you didn't know before or was presented in a different way that now kind of like clicks with you. So again, this isn't me trying to say don't eat eggs, although it's kind of obvious after all is said and done that eating eggs probably isn't the best option. Again, please come find me on YouTube and on Instagram. I love connecting with you guys. It's also a perfect place to ask questions if you need some clarification about something I mentioned in an episode. Or again, if you have like a suggestion for a specific episode, come find me and let me know. I love connecting with you guys. Again, go follow How to Vegan Podcast on Instagram. I'll have links for everything that I mentioned in this episode's show notes, which is just at kristenpound.com forward slash podcast. Um, so anything that I mentioned, anything I kind of talked about, you can head there and you'll probably find a link for it for so you can find some more information on it if you're if you're wanting. Um, and then links to follow me on all my social medias, my regular YouTube account, all my podcast stuff. Everything is there for you guys. So come find me, come stalk me, come say hi. I'll follow you back. 
usually if you seem cool. No, just kidding. I'll follow you back. Um, And again, go leave a little review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It really helps push the podcast up. It makes it seem like people like it and it's more noticeable and more and more people will see it, which again is my goal. I just want as many people to know this information as possible. I'm not trying to tell people to go vegan, although that would be amazing. (laughs) But I just want I just want people to know this information because if I would have known this information a long time ago, my choices would have been so different. And that's why I'm really wanting to share this stuff with you guys. Yeah, I don't know what the next episode is going to be about yet. Like I said, I've been pretty busy. Um, I did like this vegan 101 program at the Boise Public Library last week. So that took up a decent chunk of my time. I made like a like a PowerPoint type presentation and they live streamed it and it was like an hour and a half vegan 101 presentation. So that took up a lot of my time and energy. Um, so I'm not quite sure what the next episode is going to be about, but if you have any suggestions, come let me know because I'm open to suggestions. I have a hell of a list, but I'm open to suggestions too. So thanks again for listening. Um, I, again, I just hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it helpful. Please share this episode with anybody that you think might find it helpful And I'll just catch you guys in the next episode of the How to Vegan podcast. Peace out.